the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So before our episode began, and this is our last episode for 2020 for listeners, we were talking briefly, very briefly, with our guest, Benjamin Radford. And I was saying that maybe he briefly showed his face because he wanted to show that his video works and that a human being is there. I suggested maybe he's being possessed by a gaul. Now... Nobody out there knows what I'm talking about unless you watch the TV show Stargate SG-1 or its spin-off series. It's based on a movie called Stargate that was directed and produced by the same people who brought you Independence Day. And a Stargate is, as you would imagine, it's this circular device that you enter a wormhole and go to the other side of the galaxy with it. And I'm thinking here, when we talk about Stargate... Wouldn't that be a lovely way to be able to travel across the galaxy? You know, don't worry about warp eight. Just go into the Stargate, and in a moment you're at the other end. Ever think of a Stargate as a great way to travel, Ben? Yeah, you know, just it would just save so much time and effort. Unless, of course, there's really unpleasant side effects. Uh, long-term diarrhea, for example, um, migraines. As long as there's no serious side effects, I'm all for it. Well, it didn't appear that there were. And, of course, the one thing they didn't address in the episodes that I was watching, actually re-watching, because I had seen many years ago, one of the things they didn't really address that much is what happens if there's a fly mixed? No, it doesn't work that way because four people, five people, ten people can go into the gate at once and be reassembled on the other side. Of the receiving stargates, you have to have one that's a transmitter and one that's a receiver or vice versa. You can't just go into space into nothing. You have to go to a physical location. Right. That makes sense. Sort of the the, the Star Trek transporter. They come and go from one particular place, but that was always the question, right? What if there's a a moth or a fly that happened to uh, zoom in there? Remember, they could beam up or beam down a bunch of people. You, know, right. you have Kirk and Spock and McCoy right. and maybe Chekhov. You don't have Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Chekhov, and the little fly guy. <laughs> That's true. Duly noted. Huh. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we get letters, and some of those letters are kind of wacky. Like, I'll give you an example. Now, if you listen to this show from one of our affiliate stations with GCN— or you listen to the streaming presentation, you hear a news block on the hour. You hear the latest news. Now, of course, there are different versions of latest news. There's Earth 1 and Earth 2. Now, we assume Earth 1 is the real world, and there's Earth 2. And I won't say which version GCN presents, but somebody writes and says they're not going to listen to the Paracast anymore because... They don't like the news from whatever earth it's on. They don't agree with it politically. All right. What what can you do? I look back. (laughs) You're going to say something, Ben. I um I also have a podcast uh well, I have I have a podcast and yeah we get odd uh, comments from listeners um we actually have a, a segment called uh, Ben's Hate Mail where a comic friend of mine stand up comic friend of mine in, in Los Angeles reads some of my hate mail as a different character <laughs> so for example Christopher Walken William Shatner 
uh, people like that. So, Well, we know, for example, that William Shatner brings a lot of hate mail. Right. Christopher right. Walken, I have no I mean, opinion one way or the other, but Shatner <laughs> gets lots of hate mail. But not that I hate Shatner. I think whatever we think about his eccentricities, his influence is tremendous. Look at Chris Pine, who played Captain Kirk in three Star Trek movies. Right. But he was acting like Shatner when he played the love interest of Wonder Woman in the first Wonder Woman. I mean, literally, the guy was acting like Shatner. If Shatner was 40 years younger and played that role, that's the way he'd act. But let's get back to the letter, okay? So he <laughs> okay. says, because of the news, and this news is not acceptable to him, he will not listen to the show. And he blames us for it. It's our fault. Why did we pick news of this nature? So I wrote back the fact is that, look, we don't select the news or the ads the network runs. But if you download the show direct from our site, through iTunes, whatever, we don't have the news. It's just the show and the ads. And if you join the Paracast Plus, you don't have the ads. His response, I don't believe you. <laughs> this is this is beyond the Ken, sir. So his name is not Ken. But anyway, to be serious about it, I sent him a link to the current episode. I said, look, here's the latest episode. You listen. Tell me if there's a news block on it. He never responded. Of course, sometimes when you tell somebody they're wrong, then prove they are wrong, their mind blanks out. And we assume his mind has blanked out and that in five or ten years he'll wake up and let us know. I just love that response. I don't believe you. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I got that totally wrong. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just... Uh, what we could have done, maybe, just send him a you know complimentary 30-day subscription to the Paracast Plus. Cognitive dissonance is easier treated nicely than <laughs> than with more antagonism, you know? Very true. Well, I sent him a link to the regular episode. If you think I should send him a link to the Paracast Plus version, I will. But I have a feeling that with the cognitive dissonance, it will make no difference. Well, why don't you just send him a handwritten apology and say, you were right, sir. <laughs> just be done with it. I am a secret Trump supporter. I believe the election. You know, I don't want to get into that. I really don't want to get into that because if I do, we get into more arguments. And as I said, there is an Earth and Earth 2. And there are people who live in Earth 2 who sometimes cross over and listen to the PowerCast where we try to live in a real world. <laughs> and... Unfortunately, it gets to be a little bit wacky. In fact, this may have been, if you ever do a second edition or a second volume of your new book, then Big If True Adventures in Oddity, you could do a new version of this where <laughs> something that will be super odd would be covered. 
Yeah, that's uh, I can certainly do that. Well, yeah, the uh, my new book, uh, as you mentioned, Big If True, it's a collection of um, uh, 70 of my uh, articles and columns for Skeptical Inquirer magazine, uh, which I've been writing for for 18 some years now. And it's basically a uh, it's it's a write in column. So unlike most of the columns and, and that are in the magazine traditionally, I decided to open up the door, so to speak, to uh, lay people asking me questions and, you know, what do you think about X, Y, or Z? Can you do investigations? And so I figured, well, let me uh, let me collect them. And over the years, I've, I've covered all sorts of topics from the Bell Witch story to uh, curse removal, uh, crop circles, ghosts, chupacabras, that sort of thing. I notice also that on Amazon, it's talking about an audience of between ages 16 and 18, is it? Um, I, I, I didn't, I don't, I, I didn't put in the, the age restrictions on the, uh, on the book on Amazon, but, uh, I'll take your word for it. Unlike the, uh, unlike the, the person you're corresponding with, I believe you. Hey, you know, listen, you and maybe Randall on occasion, not too many other people. That's how it goes. <laughs> Benjamin Radford is joining us this week. Oh, and one more thing before we break. It looks like. Benjamin Radford has been roped in. He will also be back for After the Paracast, which is what you get with your subscription to the Paracast Plus. For more information, go to theparacast.plus. And don't forget that if you subscribe for five years or a lifetime, we give you a free download for The Phenomenon, the UFO documentary from James Fox. Theparacast.plus. You're in The Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. It's not over. Sadly, our nation is going through tough times again with no end in sight, and nobody knows what might happen next year. That's why it's a good idea to plan ahead so you aren't caught off guard. Nothing's more important than having enough food to eat, and we're here to help. We're My Patriot Supply, America's leading emergency preparedness company. We provide long-term emergency food that lasts up to 25 years in storage. When grocery stores run empty or disasters strike, our foods will be there when you need it most. Act now and secure at least a four-week emergency food kit full of tasty meals that provide 2,000 calories a day. We have dozens of emergency food storage kits to choose from. When the government tells you not to go out, you can have the peace of mind that comes from being prepared. When you order from MyPatriotSupply.com, your food will arrive discreetly at your doorstep in no time. Prepare today. Time is short. MyPatriotSupply.com. 
That's MyPatriotSupply.com. We've all seen and perhaps use the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Have you noticed how it dries your skin, and as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective? GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam meeting or exceeding all requirements set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration. Come to GCNteam.com, keyword antibacterial, or call 877-878-4203. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Poundiarco Super Tea helps build the red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. That's Shop, S-H-O-P, Super, S-U-P-E-R-T-E-A.com. So the complete website is ShopSuperTea.com or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5 California time. That's ShopSuperTea.com at 818-984-6100. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD Family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech Carbine Upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Ben Radford joins us. He's got a new book out that may or may not be restricted to ages 16 to 18, but maybe that's really odd, too. <laughs> it's called Big If True Adventures in Oddity. And as you were telling us, it's a collection of your skeptical Inquirer magazine columns. So what did you choose as the topics for this book? Well, that's actually a good question. You know, I had uh, the magazine comes every every two months and I've been doing it, as I mentioned, for, I think, 15, 18 years now or something. So I had uh, quite a collection and I was trying to go through and. And try to think of, okay, what, I mean, some of the columns I wrote, again, you know, 10, 12 years ago. So some of them were sort of dated, so I left those out. Other ones were, for example, about products that were no longer available on the market. Uh, You know, I was asked about some super dubious, sketchy (laughs) medical thing that wasn't around anymore, so I didn't bother with that. So basically, I I narrowed it down to about uh, six or seven different topics. So there was legends, monsters, ghosts, mysterious powers and places, uh, health and medicine, conspiracies, and UFOs. And then I have a a final section on sort of skeptical approaches, so sort of critical thinking approaches to to these topics. So it was a fun one. 
in most of the cases, I I used the column as it was originally written, and I would update things if it was out of date or if I needed to put a correction. There was one, for example, where someone was asking, what ever happened to Uri Geller? And at the time, frankly, not much. I mean, he had his famous battles with uh, my uh, late friend, uh, James Randi. But since then, he sort of more or less got went into obscurity. Uh, he was living in London, I think, in part-time in, in, uh, in Israel. Uh, but more recently, he tried to psychically prevent Brexit. Uh, and we all know <laughs> how that went. Uh, well, you see, then, maybe he psychically caused it. It was well, a reverse action because... As far as I can see, I know there are people in the UK who will say otherwise. I can't see it, but of course it's going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> see, in that case, I would have said, you know, Uri, I know nothing about you or about whether or not your alleged psychic abilities are real. But that's a good thing to do if you could do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, uh, this this may have been one of the few times when Uri Geller and I are on the same page. Uh, in fact, I think it's the only time uh, in, <laughs> in in history. But anyway, um, his, his his psychic efforts, of course, failed. Um, and then soon, soon thereafter, he applied for a job um, in the new government. Uh, and the the ad was for I think it was uh, oddballs and and quirky people or something. And so he um, he looked in the mirror and said, "I fit that. I'll, <laughs> I'll I will take the job." So that, that's one example of a column that I had written eight years ago, and I've since updated uh, to reflect uh, Uri Geller as of 2020. Tell you what about Uri Geller. Let me tell you a story, oh, which okay. you don't believe, and there's no way for me to even prove it to you. I will just tell you what was told to me. And the person who conveyed this information was someone I regard as very serious and very honest. And, of course, we all know that Randy was able to duplicate the spoon bending scenes and like that. So we have a situation here probably in the mid-1970s where this young woman named Sally, former actress, and I were dating. And she knew I was interested in sci-fi and paranormal. So she says, let me tell you a story. And in so many words, she says she was watching Geller on TV and the spoon she had in her hand bent while he was bending spoons on TV. And she never could explain that. It never happened again. I wasn't going to think, well, maybe it was a very thin spoon because her family was rather well off. So I assume they bought thick spoons, Mm -hmm. thick silverware. But seriously speaking, I don't know. She says this is what happened to her that one time. Where do you go from there? That's actually an interesting question. I know that that all performances that Geller would do on TV, uh, and usually they were either uh, spoon bending or more often they were actually uh, stopped watches. That was his other famous thing where he would uh, broadcast sometimes to live audience, well, usually to live audience, he would say, you know, if you're at home, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my psychic abilities and I'm going to try and harness yours, go through a desk or, or a drawer or whatever, and find, find a, an old watch that's not working anymore, that's broken, that hasn't worked in years. We usually walk with watches and, and spoons, and um, he's, he would say, you know, hold it 
you know, hold it tightly in your hand and put it up to your head and, and, you know, shake it a little bit and just with me, just focus. And he would do these sort of mind, uh, you know, mind uh, bending gestures and things like that. And it was interesting because what would happen would be that uh, when, the, when, it was a sh- when it was a live call-in show, as he did many of, people would call in and say, oh, my God, this, th- the most amazing thing happened is that I, I was watching this live on TV. And at that time or minutes later, uh, I looked down and sure enough, this watch, which had been stopped for months or years, decades, is suddenly moving again. And, of course, Geller was delighted by this, and they promoted this, uh, as did other people on, on TV. And part of the reason was that just simply holding the, the timepiece in your hand and the warmth of your hand would sometimes warm up the oils in these long-stopped watches and, and, and pocket watches and timepieces. And the other, the other facet here to keep in mind is that this is a self-selecting crowd, right? And so if there's an audience of, say, 50,000 people uh, watching some some special live event. Um, sorry, I just had a cat was jumping up here. This thing is so exciting to Ben that his cat went crazy. <laughs> My cat went crazy here. Um, no, but this this is what would happen. So, so keep in mind that there, there's a self-selecting crowd here, right? And so so if, if 50,000 people watch Uri Geller you know, gesture and, you know, tightly grasp your watch and, you know, think and focus and, and do all these sorts of things. Uh, and they get a couple dozen phone calls. Well, what that means, of course, is that you know, if, if nothing happened, they don't call in. And by sheer random chance, uh, if, if you have a certain number of people, uh, there's enough broken watches, eventually a few of them, again, just from the, the warmth of the hand, you know, oils and things like that, you will get a couple that may seem mysterious and miraculous. Okay, were these so mechanical true. watches or quartz watches? <laughs> well, the, 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 the quartz would, would presumably help regulate the, the timepiece, so it could be either. Yeah, it wouldn't really matter. A quartz would have a battery in it, and you warm a battery up a little bit, you get a little bit of juice out of it, and then, well, well look at that. And you know what? That's happened to me in cases here with my own watches where, you know, I've had one sitting around and it's exactly like that. You shake it a bit, the spring moves, like you say, it gets things moving a little bit. Uh, and, uh, you might get, you know, 30, 40 seconds out of it and then, Oh my God, it's a miracle. So yeah, but the spoon thing, that's a little weirder. And, and the other thing that's kind of weird is I'm not so sure that all of these shows, were actually live broadcast. They were probably recorded and then aired at a specific time later. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like it's really happening at the time. That, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, not all the shows were live. Uh, oftentimes, the, the live ones were the most dramatic because they would leave time at the end of the show for people to call in. More to come with Ben Radford and Gene and Randall. You're in the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented Made in America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. The FBI and the ATF are searching properties in suburban Nashville connected to a person of interest in their investigation into Friday's explosion in downtown Nashville. Authorities are searching properties in Antioch, Tennessee, connected with a person of interest, but agents say they are not prepared to name any suspects. Investigators are also digging into questions of a motive for the blast and trying to figure out why someone would blow up an RV after warning people to stay back as well as why they chose the location in downtown Nashville to explode a bomb. FBI Special Agent in Charge Doug Kordeski says that during their investigation, they found no indications of any additional threats to the city. The first thing I want to reiterate is that there we have no indication of additional explosive threats. No other explosive devices were discovered during the area, uh, during our secondary sweep yesterday. This is USA Radio News. Questions about California Congressman Eric Swalwell and his involvement with an alleged Chinese spy continued to swirl, along with calls for his removal from the House Intelligence Committee. Congressman Brad Wenstrup is also asking if House Speaker Nancy Pelosi knew about Swalwell's past relationship with the Chinese national when she named him to the committee. The Ohio Republican tells Fox News that he has questions for the FBI as well. Of course we want to know what Pelosi knew and when, and want to know why she would choose to put him on this committee when she's got hundreds of people to choose from. A lot of people want to get on this committee. It seems to me that he should be disregarded from the beginning because of this past, if she knew about it. Same, same with Adam Schiff knowing about it. But beyond that, I also have some concerns with the FBI. If the FBI went to Eric Swalwell and told him about this and knew of this woman, why was she never arrested? And why did the FBI basically just sweep this under the carpet? This is USA Radio News. Extendivite 7 Herb Formulation is approved to help maintain cardiovascular health and help lower blood lipid levels in adults. Extendivite is made from hawthorn, garlic, valerian, cayenne, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, and milk thistle. The herbs at Extendivite have been chosen for their ability to help with overall health. Many people have reported improved energy and stamina in just a few months. If you think you could feel just a little bit better, then Extendivite may just be for you. Extendivite is an all-natural supplement. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. 
This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So somehow we got started on Uri Geller and his spoon bending routine and his Brexit ending routine, which did not work. Unfortunately, his efforts to become an oddball employee of the British government, is it now or what? I know uh, the job for him. I got the job for him. The UFO desk at the UK Ministry of Defense. <laughs> Isn't him and Nick Pope would make it? <laughs> right, yeah. I, I was just going to say, <laughs> uh, I think Nick Pope's got that, that area cornered, so he's yeah. going to have to fight with Uri over that. Wait a minute. Wait um, a minute. Yeah. It's even crazier than that. There is a dispute over precisely what role Nick Pope played. On the Ministry of Defense. That's true. Because allegedly there was no specific UFO desk. He was just point person or a receptionist or something where in his department he'd get calls occasionally about UFOs and connect them to somebody who would appropriately, one assumes, investigate them. But that didn't necessarily mean that as part of his job, he went out himself to look into UFO cases. That's my understanding. A colleague of mine, David Clark, I think has, has mentioned that as well. And again, I don't, I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty details. I, I don't know personally, but that's, that's my understanding is that there's some question about Pope sort of exaggerating his position uh, at the, uh, the so-called UFO desk. Well, the same thing is allegedly happening with Luis Elizondo and what role he played with the Pentagon UFO study. Was he just a staff member or was he the head? Now, I have nothing against, by the way, Nick Pope. Not at all. He's a nice guy. He's been on the Paracast a few times. Now, of course, he's too famous to come on. I think he's now best buds with Tucker Carlson on Fox News or something. So, of course, coming down to us would be, you know, a drop in prestige. Now, I'm here because you couldn't get Nick. Is that right? (laughs) Well, let's not stretch it. (laughs) We're lucky to get anybody. We really, you know, thank you so much for coming on at the last minute like this. We would have loved to have gotten in touch with you a little bit earlier so we could promote your book some more on the website as well. But we'll get that onto there and get a picture up and everything else. So, yeah, no, this is a very last minute interview out there, folks, with uh, Benjamin, who was just so gracious to come on board today before Christmas time. So uh, something I would like to do is is go through some of these uh, stories in your book. One that's standing out here to me uh, in the legends section is the myth of the walking tree. Tell us what that's about. <laughs> Yeah, that that was a fun one. So I had been asked whether it was true that trees can walk. And it seems sketchy to me. uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, Walking trees tend to be sort of, I mean, I remember, I think there were trees that were like walking and gesturing and talking in like Lord of the Rings, uh, animated trees, that sort of thing. But the idea that trees could actually physically walk was an odd one. And I think I first came across it um, in uh, in Central America. Uh, one of my interests is in traveling, particularly in Latin America, and, and spending time in the jungle. And I remember specifically being in uh, in, in Guatemala and Costa Rica, and taking tours uh, and uh, of the of the jungle. And a guide would say, you know, and this is a tree that walks. 
you know, like global tours. Okay. <laughs> All right. And it, it looked plausible because unlike most sort of normal trees and botanists will wince at my suggestion there's a normal tree, but <laughs> unlike many trees that you might recognize with just sort of one main trunk, uh, this one particular um, tree had uh, a variety of, of, of what would appear to be sort of low hanging. It sort of spread. It almost looked like an upside down tree and it was called the walking palm. And it had a series of small roots that sort of branched out a few feet above of ground. So there wasn't one single trunk going into the ground. There was three, four, maybe a dozen that sort of looked like legs. And at the time, I didn't challenge the, the guide because, you know, I don't want to be that guy. But I'm like, what? This this is – and they said, no. And they said, well, you know, the, the tree doesn't run or anything. They said basically, it, even though it doesn't technically walk, it moves across the, the forest floor very, very slowly, of course, in that when it goes from one spot to another under the, the jungle canopy, it moves towards where um, the light comes down. And, and that actually makes a certain kind of simplistic sense because underneath the jungle canopy, if you've been in jungles on, on the floor where, where you can walk, it's, it's actually – there's very little sunlight, direct sunlight, because the trees keep having to grow higher and higher to, to get the sunlight to grow. And so it sort of made a little bit of sense that trees would try to, to move towards that. And we know for a fact that many plants do grow towards light. If you own house plants, you you know that uh, that the leaves naturally tend towards the light. So there was a certain superficial plausibility that maybe the tree might somehow move towards an area where there happened to be light. For example, if a tree died or was fall fell by a chainsaw or something. And so I investigated that particular uh, mystery, and I ended up contacting a biologist um, in in Costa Rica, uh, and I I, I did actually. Actually, did an internet internet search of, of uh, peer reviewed journal articles about this particular walking palm, uh, and I got his name. and I, I read his article, and I contacted him and said, "Yeah, I, I read your article on this. You know, you've done this study of the walking palm. Uh, what's the what's the truth behind it?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah, you're not the first person to ask me about this." He said, "No, it's a myth that tourist guides tell people that the tree doesn't actually grows up like all trees do, but it doesn't actually walk across the the floor, the the forest floor. And frankly, frankly, even if it could, it, it wouldn't because the fact is that where the sunlight comes down to the the forest floor changes. So." It doesn't even make sense that a tree might somehow walk in, in some way towards a, a, a spot of light 20 feet away because by the time it got there, uh, other trees would have sort of closed up the gap anyway. That's really interesting. Actually, plants are really interesting in a way. Have you ever seen any of those time-lapse photographies of plants and how they actually do look like they, they move slowly, but they do move around. And I, yeah. ran, I ran across one that actually does, it, it will actually climb a tree like a vine would. When it gets up into the canopy, it can even cross over. And then if it falls, though, it'll, it'll just fall back down. And it's, and it's got a way of moving and grasping and, and getting its nourishment and then starting all over again. It's really bizarre. It is, and and that's why that's why I love these sorts of things. There there is sort of a grain of truth behind it, right? I mean, there's, you know, trees do move towards light, and 
the different stalks do look kind of like legs. And so there's this, again, this superficial mm-hmm. touristy plausibility to it. Uh, but then when you, when you dig a little bit deeper, um, yeah. you find it's a myth. Of course. Okay. So how about then the, let me see, what's it, what, what, how about you pick one from legends? What's your favorite legend out of chapter one? Hmm. Let me think. I'll give I'll give you a choice of two. How's that? Okay. Uh, I can either talk about uh, curse removal when a woman contacted me um, asking uh, asking me to help her remove a curse, or I can talk about the toucan man. Gene, what do you think? Which one should we go for? Hmm. Number one or number two? I'll tell you what. Let's. Consider this as we move to our next segment on the show. Benjamin Radford is here, and his new book, Big If True, Adventures in Oddity. Sounds like my middle name, because I was never given a middle name, and therefore I feel, I don't know, neglected. I'm joking, folks, or maybe not. And we don't want to neglect this. We have a... 15th anniversary show coming up on February 28th, 2021. They said it couldn't be done. I was going to do that with an echo, by the way. We're going to possibly present some of the best segments of 15 years, special guests. That's going to be the 15th anniversary episode of the Paracast. Ben, Gene, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. 
My name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product, Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Ben Radford, I'm interested in fake medical cures because we ran into some of that during the pandemic where certain things, I'm not talking about injecting yourself with bleach. Because in that case, some people I don't like, I sometimes feel I would like to inject them with bleach. Let's not think of injecting people with bleach here. Let's think of other fake remedies. So speak to me. Well, okay, well, hang on. Just before the break there, we were talking about curse removals or toucan man. And I'd ask you which one you want to go with. So it sounds like, I guess, you know, fake remedies could be curse removals. That, That seems to be kind of the closest to that i love all these topics i i'm knowledgeable about them because i wrote the book uh take your pick all right let's do curse removals (laughs) okay this is an interesting one and it actually is the the case study that sort of leads the book and that was a case in which there was a woman that contacted me and she was really frightened about um that, that she had been cursed and she said, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but the, the email said, uh, my name is Chelsea and have a curse that was cast on me. And she went on to talk about how she's basically asking me for help. And she said, you know, I know that you've done research and curses and the psychology of curses and, 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 and witchcraft and things like that. And she was sort of vague about what exactly she believed the curse was doing to her. Um, but she said that she had been to many different psychics, uh, I think eight or ten or something, and that they hadn't helped at all. 
um, and uh, she was referencing confusions and arguments and 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 lots of psychological distress um, that she was attributing uh, to to this curse that had been placed upon her. And um, you know, I've gotten I'm going to say maybe a half dozen of these uh, over the course of my career, these sorts of questions and queries and emails, and they're among the most difficult to deal with because. These are people that are genuinely frightened. I mean, I can I can tell from talking to them and reading the emails. This isn't a it's not a joke. It's not a put on. They're genuinely concerned and scared because they believe that they're being attacked by some supernatural curse or entity, something like that. So you know, I, I try and you know, how do I, how do I navigate this? Right? Uh, I do have a degree in psychology, and I often use it, um, but I'm not a psychologist. I'm not really I you know I, I can't stop what I'm doing to to counsel this woman about you know about whatever's going on. On the other hand, I don't really feel like I can or should just ignore her because uh, again, I can tell from the tone and the the, the wording and, and and subsequent emails that it, that this is genuinely distressing. And so, as I said, these are these are some of the most difficult um, uh, sort of cases to take on. But I, I wanted to sort of thread the needle, and so I, I wrote back to her. And uh, I, I don't have time to to explain the whole thing. But again, it, it's mentioned in the book. But in a nutshell, I, I wrote back to her a, a lengthy, maybe. Uh, six or seven paragraph um, response, and then uh, I, which I which I published uh, in, in the book, and then I also annotated it. So I, I I said, you know, dear Chelsea, I'm sorry to hear about your problems. You know, I I understand that there's something going on. Um, obviously, I wasn't there, so I don't know exactly what's going on. Uh, but so I sort of uh, try and give her nuggets to lead her to her own conclusions and bring in critical thinking and 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 use sort of psycho- psychological processes. So so for, I'll give you one example. So. Uh, when I when I begin the letter with um, obviously there's something going on, I carefully didn't say yes. You're right. There's a curse on you. I said you're clearly in distress. Certainly you believe there's something going on. So something is by definition going on. So I avoided explicitly confirming her fears. And I, as the expert that she's gone out of her way to contact me and say please help me. Um, I was intent. I was being very careful in my wording not to unnecessarily reinforce her beliefs about what she thought was going on. But I, but again, if I had just come across and said, "Well, this is ridiculous. This is silly. Don't believe any of this," then I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have been able to help her because um, she wouldn't have believed me, right? She would have, because in her mind, something is going on. And so, if I come across as this know-it-all skeptic who's dismissive. I'm not going to be able to help her. So uh, I did that, and then I tried to suggest, uh, for example, that she stopped going to psychics. I said, you know, clearly this isn't working. I said, you know, you, you've told me that you've gone to multiple psychics, and you still have this problem. Obviously, they haven't helped. And she couldn't disagree with that. So I said, stop going to psychics. It's just going to reinforce this. And I tried to sort of give her psychological techniques to to have mastery over over the situation and try to take away the power from this person that she believed had cursed her. And how well did that work? 
Well, um, I can tell you that uh, I did get a response back from her. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll just quote it here from the book. Hi, Mr. Radford. Thank you so much for that advice. Maybe that is what I needed, and you are absolutely right. I'll definitely work on that and get back to you with an update. Best advice I've gotten yet. I feel better already. Thanks again. Best regards, Chelsea. So um, in the end, I don't know. I mean, I didn't follow up with her six months, a year later, whatever else. Uh, but certainly in the short term, she seemed to uh, she seemed to get what I was going for. Uh, she seemed to a- acknowledge uh, and sort of want to follow uh, the techniques that I did that I gave her. And and I'll just add that uh, again, this 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 situation occurred. I'm going to say maybe eight years ago. Uh, just in the past month, I had another nearly identical email, uh, and I responded similarly. Well, that sounds really positive. So uh, do you interact with quite a few people in this way and help them uh, solve some of the things that they might be concerned about and that might be considered otherwise paranormal? I certainly try to. Um, and, you know, I, I use the same techniques, frankly, uh, oftentimes when I'm dealing with people who believe that they're living in a haunted house. Um, I can think of a dozen cases off the top of my head where people have contacted me uh, sometimes in tears. Uh, they're, they're frightened. They're freaked out. They believe for various reasons that there is some evil entity in their house or they're possessed or they, you know, there's some, some external spirit uh, that's going on there. And oftentimes that belief is, is uh, reinforced by TV shows. Right. So you have ghost hunters or ghost adventures or whatever it is. Uh, and they see these TV shows and these so-called uh, ghost hunting experts on TV that make a, a big show and demonstration out of driving out demons and confronting evil spirits and this and that and the other. And it's all very dramatic and, and sensational on TV. Oftentimes it's exaggerated or entirely, <laughs> entirely fabricated. But the problem is that the audiences don't always recognize that. And I've personally talked to many people who who tell me flat out, yes, I think there's something evil in my house or in my head or in my living room or wherever else. And and they'll and I'll ask, well, okay, well, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, I'm help, help me understand why you think that. And part of the answer is because I saw some TV show or some expert or they called in some local amateur ghost hunter who basically confirmed uh, their worst fears. And so part of my job, I believe, as a researcher and folklorist and skeptical investigator of weird things is to try and calm people's fears when I can. That must give you a really good sense of satisfaction to be able to do that uh, when it's possible. How about situations when, you know, have you, where it's not really possible or you yourself are left uh, kind of mystified what's been going on? Have you ever run into those situations? Sure. Yeah. Well, you mean, you know, one thing that I often confront as an investigator, you know, somebody who actually does go in the field and do investigations, not just sort of sitting back, you know, in the ivory tower uh, keyboards, um, is, uh, is 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 trying to, you know, the, as an investigator, you don't always know what the what the situation is. Like, just as you know, homicide investigators don't always solve the case. 
they can't always determine the cause of death. They can't always identify uh, the murder or things like that. Uh, and so you're always limited by the amount of information that's available to you, no matter what the investigation is. Uh, and when you're dealing with crop circles and ghosts and <laughs> psychic powers and things for which there's already inherently um, questionable evidence to begin with, that's the, the problem is made all the more difficult. And so what I try to do is I try to um, bring in the, the claimant with me. And, and, and so uh, I, I, I don't set it up as, hey, I'm the smart hero. I've written books. You know, I've been on uh, I've been on the Paracast. You need to under, you need to believe everything I say. I say, um, good to meet you. Uh, I heard about your situation. Tell me what's going on. We are going to find out what's going on in a moment. But first, with Gene Randall. And Ben, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR. DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, stimulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Ben Radford is now, ladies and gentlemen, going to tell us what's going on. We wait with bated breath. Go ahead, please, Ben. <laughs> what's, go- what's going on? Let's get that bait out of my breath. Or that's what time it is, right? 
No, but I mean, you know, but what I was saying was that um, that uh, I try to bring the person in with me to help me understand what's going on. And so instead of me approaching mysteries from a top-down, know-it-all, skeptical, dismissive point of view, I try and and genuinely investigate and and make it clear to to the people that are telling me this that I'm not making fun of them. I'm not mocking them. I'm sincerely interested in what their experience was. I may not share their assumption of what the explanation is, right? They, they may assume it's a ghost. They may assume it's a lake monster. They may assume it's it must be psychic powers, what have you. So I don't necessarily share their explanation, but I'll say, look, you know, let's figure this out. Let's look at possible alternative explanations. And because of that, oftentimes I, I get more respect and I get people who say who they recognize, yeah, he's a skeptic. Yeah, he's approaching this from this point of view. But they, they recognize that I'm genuinely trying to, to understand what happened and solve the mystery. And because of that, I am OK with telling somebody I don't know. Again, it's not always possible to solve all mysteries. Sometimes there's not enough information. And so, you know, to get back to the question, I try and say, okay, well, given the information I have here, uh, do we have photographs? Do we have other witnesses? Do we have any other types of evidence? Is this just some experience you had, you know, last month, last year, 10 years ago? I don't know, whatever it is. But based on what I'm being given, here are here's my theories. I'll say, look, you know, I, I try and begin with the most likely explanations and, and work downward. And I'll say, you know, so there may be times when I'll say to somebody, I can't prove there isn't a ghost in your house. It, that's scientifically oh, impossible. Okay. You can't okay. prove a negative. There, there's a couple of things here. First of all, I, I got to say, we really need more skeptics like you out there. Um, I'm not sure if, if uh, is CFI, is that the same as the one that's affiliated with skeptical inquirer or, or is that a different? No, 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 you're right. It, it's, it's a little complicated. I'll, I'll give you the thumbnail sketch. So the center for inquiry is an, an umbrella organization and it basically has two parts to it. One part is the committee for skeptical inquiry, which is formerly known as PSYCOP. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's the, that's the branch that I work with. And so we do Investigations into um, unusual claims, uh, mysteries, things like that. The other, the other part of the organization, which I'm perfectly happy with, but I'm just not affiliated with, and I don't do anything with, is the the, the secular humanism side. So they more deal with humanism, church-state separation, that sort of thing. Yeah, I was just wondering because uh, uh, I actually fairly recently I actually got banned off the CFI website uh, forum <laughs> for. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even posting anything ridiculous or paranormal or anything. I just had a different view on this this COVID nineteen lockdown strategy, and I was posting some of the alternative points of view. If you were, and it, it, I just it just didn't work people i i was being accused of wanting to kill people's grandmothers and i i don't think you want to kill anyone's grandmother i i don't know what you're talking about I was involved in that i didn't ban you but just just between you and me but part two of this i mean i just thought i'd put that out there because i mean it was really so ridiculous i'm trying to work it out with them but it hasn't been very successful so far but do you have a grandmother who's still alive randall pardon me what is this thing that you have about grandmothers Oh, it's just, it's just, a, this is a fetish. It, what do they call that? It's, it's just that if, okay, well, with the whole COVID-19 pandemic and older people, senior citizens in particular at a much higher risk. And there was some people that had, had 
relatives that had been in hospital and, uh, you know, some of them had died. And uh, they were, because of that, very, very adamant about the lockdown measures and the various other uh, measures that have been taken to control the, the pandemic. And anybody that disagrees with them, you would get this very emotional backlash that if you, if you take another perspective, that you are therefore out to cost these people their lives. And, and you know, these are their grandmothers and, and grandparents in a lot of cases because they're older and in, in the long-term care facilities or retirement homes where the highest risk is. So that was the attitude I was getting back. I was posting things like there was an article, The Hidden victims of COVID-19. And it talked about people who were, uh, had died of drug overdoses and and suicides being up and uh, due to a lack of their access to their normal resources that they would use to, to be able to get through these. And, And I thought that was pretty reasonable, but, you know, being secular humanists, they'd, they'd want to look at the the human cost and and what else might we we do this is another side that people don't talk about but it was just not it just didn't get hmm. any traction at all anyhow one thing led to another and and i just i tried to back out of it gracefully it didn't work <laughs> so uh anyhow maybe uh, it was something in the phrasing i don't know i i find both of you to be pretty reasonable for, off the top of my head so i i do too um you know it it it's, it's of course text-based forums you know people can right. read their own body language into that but but part two of this was when you were talking about things that are that you or investigations that you weren't able to come up with any answer for say if you're in ufology when they're talking about unidentified cases there so this is like right out of the investigative handbook a sighting is considered unidentified when a report apparently contains all the pertinent data necessary to suggest a valid hypothesis concerning the cause or explanation of the report but the description of the object or its motion cannot be correlated with any known object or phenomena so in other words i'm not talking about cases you might have gone to where you just didn't have enough information i'm talking about like have you ever run into a case where you did have enough information that should have suggested a reasonable explanation, but it just, you just still couldn't make it work. Yeah. I'm trying to, trying to think of, of the, of the cases that might fit that. I, I don't do that much in ufology. Um, I know some about it. Uh, it's, it's not entirely foreign to me and I've written on various specific cases, including Roswell, um, the, the Aztec UFO crash, alien abductions, implants, things like that. But, uh, it, ufology specifically is just such a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> that um, uh, I have nothing but respect for the the, the super experts like uh, the late Phil Class, uh, Robert Schaefer, uh, and others. So, um, so again, I, I don't do I don't do that much specifically in terms of um, uh, of ufology. And and but to sort of to get to your point, I mean that's 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 a, a field where um, the evidence is especially elusive, right? Because by definition, you're dealing with 
uh, things that are not identified and that seem to defy, that appear to, they may or may not actually, but they at least appear to defy in many cases the laws of physics and so on. Um, so it's not it's not surprising that some of those cases would be uh, less explicable than than others because uh, simply because of the lack of, of of information, right? I mean, if you're if if you if for example, there's a Bigfoot sighting, um, uh, someone says, "Yeah, I was you know I was uh, driving along the highway and there's this wooded area and this is a clearing and I saw this giant Bigfoot thing and maybe I got a, a quick snap of it with my phone or something." Um, there should be evidence, right? There should be, if there really was a giant, presumably heavy, bulky, two, three hundred pound unknown creature standing in soft earth or anywhere else, there should be tracks. There should be some sort of physical evidence. There should be maybe hair samples, uh, scat samples. There should be something, something tangible-ish that that might come from that research. On the other hand, if you're talking about something that is just seen in the sky, at an unknown distance, um, that's an unknown size, and then vanishes, um, is it's very right. difficult to, to, to make of that much of that. Let's make of this what you will. Okay. More to, and no news block on this segment, I don't think. With Gene Randall and Ben Uran. The Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text money to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text money to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. 
That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give Federal Tax Management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the Federal Tax Management hotline now 800-503-8625 800-503-8625 would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past now there is reveal beverly hills celebrity dermatologist dr nathan newman took nearly a decade to develop reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at gcnlife.com or toll free 8 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNlife.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. The reason I mentioned there was no news block after the previous segment is because of that listener who is not listening now, therefore doesn't know what we just said. I don't believe that. Ben, of course, is talking about cases that may or may not have stumped him. But there's a lot of stuff to talk about because he's talking about 70 different columns in that book. And I threw out one before, but we finished something else. I'm going to throw myself right back into it because of coronavirus and some wacky remedies, not just, of course, injecting yourself with Clorox. All right. But yes, phony remedies. Now, there are lots of stuff advertised on TV and radio that supposedly do different things. And then you hear at the end of it the disclaimer, well, the FDA has not approved these claims. Right. That should end it right there or what? Yeah, I mean, I, I always sort of roll my eyes slightly when I see, you know, the, these big dramatic claims. And then, as exactly you said, it ends like if you read the fine print on the screen, it says this product is not intended to treat, cure or I'm like, well, then <laughs> why are you selling it? If you're telling me that it's not intended or claimed to, to prevent, treat or any illness, then why the hell do I want it? But you see, I'll raise one more thing here. You have so-called legitimate remedies, and you see these happy, smiling people, and then they give you the contraindications, Mm -hmm. medical parlance for the side effects, may cause blood clots, may cause you to die. And these people are smiling, and you think, these people want to die? Is this your last day on earth before they take this drug and they zap out for good? 
So I don't know about the fake <laughs> remedies. I'm worried about the real ones. Right now, you're exactly right. I would say that you know, you know, looking at some of the uh, some of the examples in that chapter, uh, health and medicine, probably one of the most common ones is the the sort of detoxifying scam, and uh, that's sort of a running theme through a lot of alternative medicine, and it it, it uh, makes a couple appearances in, in my book, and that is the common claim that you often see in holistic alternative medicines that some product or service detoxifies. Detoxifies the body, detoxifies the skin, detoxifies. Take your pick. Always wanted to detoxify. Take my pick. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want to detoxify, you can allegedly get it taken care of. What about toothpick? Can I detoxify a toothpick? Uh, I don't see why not. Well, assuming, of course, it's toxic to begin with. And therein, my friends, lies the rub. The fact is that the body itself is not toxic. There are toxins in the body which are adequately removed through, for example, uh, the liver and exhalation in some cases. So uh, the idea that there is some body part or organ that needs to be detoxified is simply medically false. You don't need to apply Kenoki foot pads to the bottom of your foot to detoxify your feet. You don't need to do a lot of these these things that, oh, like sweating out toxins. You can't sweat out toxins. That's not how this works. The body mostly uses sweating uh, for heat regulation uh, because humans are endothermic. Um, and so the way that we cool ourselves uh, in hot climates and elsewhere, and in fevers, for example, is through evaporation and cooling. So the human body doesn't sweat out toxins. Uh, it, 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 it sweats to, to uh, cool off. And now there is some tiny minuscule amount of minerals, for example, that, that, that come out naturally in, in sweat and urine, but that's not detoxifying. Well, I, I guess it depends on how you look at that. Uh, what about, well, there's a couple of things there first. But uh, one of the, I guess, most well-known of the kind of detoxifying treatments is chelation therapy. Is that one of these ones that would fall into the category of your concern? Or, or, is, it, or is it actually, does it actually work? I actually, that's not one of the topics in the book. I have not looked into, nor have I been asked to look into chelation therapy. Um, so that is that is one of the, the many topics that I have have simply never gotten around to. Ah, okay. Um, just when we were talking about um, cases that maybe you thought you should have been able to solve, but, but couldn't, and, you know, we, we kind of segued into medicine, uh, one of the things that might be applicable there is maybe somebody's claim that they'd had a miraculous healing of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, what about that? Have, have you run into any situations where, say, you, they have doctor's records and so on? We hear about this from time to time, uh, medical evidence, and then they go back to the doctor and they're all just fine and nobody knows how to explain it. Have you looked into any of those cases? I have, actually. I'm going to say maybe a half dozen or so over the years. Probably the most famous case that I looked into uh, is mentioned in in one of my books, uh, Mysterious New Mexico. And that was a case where uh, there's, there's a famous chapel here in New Mexico, uh, and it's said to have miracle dirt. And um, the story is that the, the dirt actually heals. 
Um, and so uh, pilgrims come from uh, across the country, in some cases, and around the world uh, to uh, to go to this uh, this place called Chimayo, which is uh, sort of in mid northern New Mexico. And they um, they will uh, put on this this miracle dirt um, and try and be healed uh, from it. And so um, I first heard about it because I was um, I had gotten uh, I'd actually been on a TV show called Miracle Detectives uh, with uh, Indra Viscontis and um, um, I've forgotten the guy's name. But he's now big in the Oak Island mystery. Uh, and I was on the show a couple times. It, it was uh, it's no longer on the air. It was on the Oprah Network, which is also no longer on the air. Um, but I had done a couple miracle investigations, um, and this guy, uh, a guy named Armando Cordoba, had seen me um, on on TV uh, investigating miracles, and he he reached out to me, and he said, um, and he lived here. I I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and he was also here, and he reached out and I said, hey, you know, I I. I saw you investigating miracles. Um, would you be interested in, in hearing about my miracle? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> you don't have to ask me <laughs> twice. So uh, I, I re- he, as it turns out, he lived here in my home city. And uh, I, I uh, uh, expand, exchanged a couple emails with him and a couple phone calls. And um, I went and visited him and his uh, his lovely wife, who made excellent uh, tamales and enchiladas for us. And he told me the story, and I won't go into too much detail because uh, it's it's sort of an involved story. And again, it's mentioned in in, uh, in my mysterious New Mexico book. But um, he told me this story about how uh, shortly after he'd gotten out of the army uh, in 1954, he was discharged and um, he had a wood fireplace uh, and. Um, there was some kerosene on the wood and it exploded. And he said that he was badly burned, uh, just, just this flash fire and just burns all over him. And he was rushed to the emergency room in the hospital, uh, where he stayed for several days. And then after, uh, it, the, the timeline's a little fuzzy and <laughs> that's part of the problem. Well, but, okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this next statement is not fuzzy. Gene Randall and Ben, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. 
The FBI and the ATF are searching properties in suburban Nashville connected to a person of interest in their investigation into Friday's explosion in downtown Nashville. Authorities are searching properties in Antioch, Tennessee, connected with a person of interest, but agents say they are not prepared to name any suspects. Investigators are also digging into questions of a motive for the blast and trying to figure out why someone would blow up an RV after warning people to stay back, as well as why they chose the location in downtown Nashville to explode a bomb. FBI Special Agent in Charge Doug Kordeski says that during their investigation, they found no indications of any additional threats to the city. The first thing I want to reiterate is that there we have no indication of additional explosive threats. No other explosive devices were discovered during the area, uh, during our secondary sweep yesterday. This is USA Radio News. Questions about California Congressman Eric Swalwell and his involvement with an alleged Chinese spy continued to swirl, along with calls for his removal from the House Intelligence Committee. Congressman Brad Wenstrup is also asking if House Speaker Nancy Pelosi knew about Swalwell's past relationship with the Chinese national when she named him to the committee. The Ohio Republican tells Fox News that he has questions for the FBI as well. Of course we want to know what Pelosi knew and when, and want to know why she would choose to put him on this committee when she's got hundreds of people to choose from. A lot of people want to get on this committee. It seems to me that he should be disregarded from the beginning because of this past, if she knew about it. Same, same with Adam Schiff knowing about it. But beyond that, I also have some concerns with the FBI. If the FBI went to Eric Swalwell and told him about this and knew of this woman, why was she never arrested? And why did the FBI basically just sweep this under the carpet? This is USA Radio News. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or medication, care, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-880-1896. 800-880-1896. That's 800-880-1896. This is Big the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, exactly according to my plan. All right, from clarity to fuzzy logic or somewhere in between, Ben Radford, go on, please. Yeah, uh, so this guy Armando um, uh, Armand Cordoba contacted me and he was wanting to tell me his story about how he was healed. And he had been uh, discharged from the army and he was a victim of a fire. Apparently a pretty bad fire, according to him. And uh, after a stay in the hospital, he decided that he'd had enough of this and these doctors and he wanted to go to Chimayo, this uh, this holy shrine uh, not too far from where he was. He, he told his wife, you know, I need to go there. I'm a devout Catholic, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to use God to heal me. 
And sure enough, they drove, according to him, he looked like a mummy bandaged in cars <laughs> driving from the hospital to, to Chimayo. And people were just astonished as this bandaged man undid his bandages uh, in front of everybody and rubbed uh, dirt on his wounds. And he told me that soon thereafter, uh, he was healed. And the, the, the burns uh, were had, had vanished, and the doctors were just astonished at the miracle that had happened. And were you able to verify any of that? Unfortunately, no. Uh, the problem was that, um, again, this has happened in 1954. And I didn't have access to medical records because, of course, they're private. They're, they're, uh, he would have to access them. I, I couldn't independently do that. And so I asked him, I said, okay, I'm – fascinated by your story. I'm taking down details. I need you to provide me with some evidence. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong or lying. I just, I need something to work with. So I said, you know, this is an interesting story. Uh, I need you to do some legwork for me because I, I can't do it. Uh, and he got back to me um, a couple weeks later saying that, unfortunately, uh, the medical records weren't available because it had been so long. So he really had nothing to, he, he, he had no way to, to to demonstrate what had happened. So, in other words, it just became some, you know, an urban myth, pretty much. For, you know, that's well, about all that is. Or? Well, there, there's a little bit more to it, the story, oh, because okay. because I had I had managed to piece together, even though he couldn't provide me with the medical records, I would need to verify that it was a miracle. You know, you, you needed before and after, obviously. So, I was hoping to find medical records where his doctor said, "This is amazing." You know. Last week, he had, you know, third-degree burns, and now he's fine now, but nothing like that. But instead, I was able to piece together uh, what he claimed had happened. So, again, he'd said that he that this all happened when he had thrown kerosene uh, on, a, on a wooden fire. And uh, and his wife, uh, Antonia, was, was there at the time, and, you know, she's confirming a lot of this. Now, granted, it was, you know, some 40-some years later. But it was pretty clear from, from their descriptions that he was burned in what's called a flash fire. And a flash fire is just basically a, a quick explosion of of a of a of a uh, of something that just you know it's, it's a quick flash. It's not a sustained burn. And so I be, because he said it's specifically kerosene, I investigated the burning properties of kerosene. I consulted um, uh, physicists uh, and people at the California Institute of Technology, and I discovered that. Uh, what what he had used uh, does not cause it, it can, but it but based on what he described, it does not cause serious burns. So he right. probably had first degree burns that were were over the telling, exaggerated over the years. And so, yeah. in other words, his, his his burns were probably first degree burns, and they weren't as serious as he remembered them being. And so, therefore, the miracle dirt probably didn't do much. If that makes yeah. Sense. That makes perfect sense, actually. Um, there's a couple more interesting ones in here. And uh, uh, sorry if I'm being a little bit self-serving here, but uh, I'm also one of those victims of uh, COVID-19 lockdown relationship breakup. So <laughs> I just happened to notice, is, is, is this eHarmony, the non-science of eHarmony, the actual dating site you're talking about? <laughs> it is indeed. We got to talk about that. So so for all the people out there who are single and looking, uh, tell us some more about that. 
So, yeah, so the, the, the eHarmony story. So that was a fun one to do. I had actually, uh, I used to be a, a writer for Discovery News um, for many years. I'm no longer anymore. But um, one of the things I looked into was whether eHarmony's claims were scientific. Because, um, it, you know, eHarmony, it's one of the world's best-known dating sites. And according to their ads, uh, no longer anymore, and <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute, but their, their, their ads and promotion was heavily touting their, their so-called scientific uh, matching system. So if you looked on their website, they refer to science and scientific matching and all sorts of scientific claims, compatibility tests and so on. Um, but I looked into it and I, I didn't really see uh, – they, they kept saying this is based in science, but I didn't see it on the website. And I didn't – there was no references to any peer-reviewed studies showing this. That's not to say that it can't be scientific. I mean, certainly, you know, you can apply scientific methods to personality tests, to to uh, matching, uh, you know, relationships and so on. So I, I didn't necessarily doubt that there was some science behind it. I just wasn't seeing it and, and they didn't provide it. And so I contacted – I contacted uh, a, a, the, the media contact for eHarmony, and um, and I said, yeah, "Hi, I'm 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 interested. In what you have here? Can you can you show me? You know what what studies, what scientific studies have been done showing that eHarmony's matching system is more scientific or more accurate or more likely to result in positive relationships or marriages or whatever else than any other." matching system right because there's lots of different systems and uh and uh, the director common uh, the director of communications a guy named uh, paul breton um responded and he did a data dump and you guys know what a data dump is right so he said yes thanks for asking read all this <laughs> and so right, i said get that gallop uh... exactly exactly so mm. so he sends me this this you know five page boilerplate you know, telling me about how wonderful eHarmony is. And then at the very end, he included, uh, I think it was six, uh, six studies. He's like, the requested documentation is available. You know, thanks for asking. I'm like, all right. So uh, I opened them up and I know how to read journal articles. I, <laughs> I'm not the smartest guy in the, in, in the room, but I do know how to read journal articles and scientific journal articles. And I quickly recognized that there was nothing in what he sent me that addressed my question. Um, ah. My question was specifically, is the, what is the scientific basis upon which you're saying that eHarmony is scientific or you know has, has proven to be more effective at matching couples than others? He gave me nothing of that. And so I wrote back to him. I said – um, I, I hate to bother you, but uh, you've not given me what I asked for. And he said, well, uh, it, it's private information. I said, well, no, it's not. I said, you, there may be proprietary information. So if you have some algorithm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not demanding to see the code in your matching system. You're, you're promoting your your product, eHarmony service, as being scientific and the result of scientific uh, experiments and tests and, and studies, where are they? 
And so we got this sort of at times rather snippy back and forth. <laughs> and finally, he, he he stopped answering my emails uh, because he, he they were unable to 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 demonstrate <laughs> any. Anything like that, and so uh, the the rejoinder to the story is: so you were ghosted, ghosted by e- <laughs> I was ghosted by E Harmony of all people, right? Me, right? And so, but I I got my comeuppance, if you will. Okay, we're going to come up with some announcements now. Speaking of comeuppances, is that a plural? Comeuppances. Come up. Somebody's going to say that's not really a word. I just made up a word to fill time. Before we have to break. But we'll hear about eHarmony and a lot more. I don't know why. Then, you know, they have a paranormal dating service, too, by the way, that we hear ads for on this show, but we don't get paid for it. More to come with Ben, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. For listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game, Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. I'm Dr. Ignatius Piazza, founder and director of Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and Trump'sArmy.us. Are you willing to stand with President Trump and the U.S. armed forces he commands to help defend the office of the president, the streets of America, and the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic? Then go to Trump'sArmy.us and allow me to reward you for your patriotism as only I can. Trump'sArmy.us. We are Trump's citizen patriots. Trump'sArmy.us. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? 
I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nanocolloidal silver now at ImmuneSupportNow.com. That's ImmuneSupportNow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. Now, I know that this is a very naive thing to say, Ben Radford, with regard to any dating service claiming their methods are scientific, and that is, isn't there such a thing as false advertising? (gasps) What? False advertising. Oh, yeah, such a thorny question that I'm not legally going to answer. However... (laughs) Uh, I can tell you that eHarmony was banned, was actually banned in 2018 from making claims that their matching system was scientifically proven. Interesting. How does that happen? How, who bans them? Like the, the FCC or something? Or Well, in this particular case, no, it, it's a good question. In this particular case, uh, it was in Britain. The British Advertising Standards Authority, the ASA, uh, has authority over advertisements, as, uh, as as the name implies. And there were complaints, um, in, including by me, that eHarmony system was not, in fact, scientifically validated. And uh, they they were asked to provide evidence that their, their matching system was validated, and they did not. And therefore, ever since 2018, certainly in the UK, I don't know about here in the States, but in the UK, uh, advertising by eHarmony saying that their prior, their process is scientifically validated uh, has been banned, and they agreed to change their advertising. Interesting. Well, this is this leads right into uh, another topic that's in the health and medicine section, and um, uh, well, just a brief aside before we get into that, we're talking about a lot of pseudoscience here. Now, let me just interrupt here. I'm looking at the eHarmony site. Okay. Now, I don't see anything about science. <laughs> well, it says that they claim they've helped millions of couples find love. Okay. 
Every 14 minutes, someone finds love on eHarmony. Highest quality dating pool. But I don't see anything saying science on their homepage anymore. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I can tell you that as of the time of my initial research into this, uh, in fact, I'm looking at it right now, uh, there was a page saying eHarmony, quote, scientific matchmaking. So clearly, uh, again, I haven't been on the eHarmony site for, for a while now. If there is no, not currently references to science and science-based validity, it's because they've removed it and possibly because of some of my articles. Well, look, related to all of that, of course, would be uh, the kind of tests that they put people through or questionnaires. Mm-hmm. They're like surveys. Uh, to, to me, I, you know, the first thing that goes off in my mind is someone who's been on the Internet for quite a few years and, and built websites and stuff is, is you know, I worry about phishing scams. But uh, uh, the pseudoscience of personalysis. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I'm sure that this is part of what they would consider their scientific uh, methodology. Yes. So the personalysis case is is particularly interesting. Um, and like I said, my part of my background is in is in psychology. And, you know, there there's lots of pseudoscience in psychology, unfortunately, um, even uh, one of the most famous um uh, personality test, the MMPI. This is the one where you have, you know, different different letters: INTJ, uh, in, uh, intelligent uh, judging, feeling. They have different right. axes. Yeah. There's there's little or no validity to it. Um, it's sort of the Barnum effect, right? People, if you tell people what they're, it's like astrology, right? You tell people, well, you know, you're, you're sometimes uh, brave, but other times cautious, <laughs> you know, you, you, you know, <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. you, mm-hmm. gee, that's, they're right on the money there. Right. You're, you're, you're pretty smart, but you sometimes make dumb mistakes and, and so on. Uh, yeah, of course that applies to everybody. And that's one reason why. You know, if you um, again, if you look at the Barnum effect, and uh, there's been cases of where people will, uh, and this is a, this is a common uh, experiment that I've seen happen several times, where someone will um, they'll uh, they'll distribute uh, to a classroom of students um, uh, different uh, astrological readings based allegedly on their sign, and they say, okay, well, before class, all of you told us what your sun sign is, Taurus, Virgo, Libra, what have you. Um, Open up the envelope and, you know, raise your hand if you think this fits you. And usually 80 to 90 percent of people raise their hand saying this fits. Yes, my God, you got it just right. And then, of course, the reveal is, well, this was random. (laughs) Exactly. It could fit anyone. Well, that's kind of funny because uh, one of the little games we sometimes uh, would play at uh, uh, while we were having a coffee out or something, we'd pick up the, the paper and we'd go directly to the horoscope section, and then we'd read one, and then we would say, okay, now, is that yours or isn't it yours? <laughs> and to see if we could guess which one, you know, if, if it fit, if it, they, if it was the right one. So that is a really fun kind of little game to play. But but what about when you get into these, you know, these long questionnaires? Uh, I mean, is it... Might it not be fair to say, well, if someone is more prone to making decisions based on emotions and how they feel than something like critical thinking, that you could determine that depending on the way that they answer those kinds of tests? 
Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I w- again, I wouldn't suggest that that all personality assessments are pseudoscience because they're not. I mean, there are there are there's validity to them. the The real problem is when you take that too far, when people exaggerate what it means, um, and also exaggerate uh, the different types of validity. Right. So, if you're familiar with research design, you know, there's there's different types of validity. There's internal validity. There's external validity. This is, for example, uh, generalizability. So, uh, you know, if you find some specific outcome in some experiment among, say, 20 college students in, in Topeka, Kansas, is that is that representative of uh, the general population of adults that are non-college students that are in California or Boston or, or, or Wisconsin or, or Toronto, right? Right. And so – the, the, there's lots of different angles to it, and so, so yeah. So I just, yeah, just to be clear, I'm, I'm not suggesting that that all, all it's, it's all pseudoscience. The problem is that oftentimes the pseudoscientific methods are are lumped together and and indistinguishable from from the, uh, the the less validated ones. That is a really interesting point, and it's what I wanted to bring up a little earlier when I mentioned that I had a little bit of an aside. And this has been a little bit of a bone I've had to pick with some of the skeptics over the years when it comes to ufology. And I, I know that you have said that you're not really is focused on ufology, but one of the points I would make when debating with some of the skeptics is that, well, here we have a whole field Ufology is a, a very wide field. Not all of it even deals with science. Uh, close Encounters of the Third Kind is a cultural example of part of the field that has to do with entertainment. Sure. And, and so we can look at that in a very objective way and say, well, this is how the film is done. This is what it was based on. This is the source material that, that it came from and so on. And, and we can look at that. And therefore, you know, you wouldn't even think of labeling it pseudoscience because it's not really in that ballpark. And right. yet, it's not claimed to be science. Right. But it is part of ufology overall. So I, w- I would make these points and I would say, OK, well, look, you can't label ufology as a pseudoscience because it just doesn't all fall into that category. Yes, some of it does cloud busting and, and this and that. And sure, it's got its fair share of it. But then I would say so does medicine. And this is proof of it here. And I went and found some statistics on it. And there were thousands of papers that have been retracted. The field is rife with frauds. And yet nobody says medicine is a pseudoscience, right? So there's this labeling thing that I don't think is really fair going on with ufology to some degree. Yeah, I, I, you know what I'm saying. I, I, well, I, I do. Um, I, I've never uh, considered ufology to be inherently pseudoscientific. Um, I mean, I'm, maybe, there may be some prominent skeptics who do, and that that's fine. I, I personally, uh, I agree. I agree with you. Um, some parts of it are pseudoscientific; other parts aren't. Uh, it depends on how you approach it. Exactly. Uh, Just like and, medicine. And, it, yeah. it, it can be the same. Hey, Gene, I think we just struck a win here. I think we got one. This sounds good. <laughs> Break it down. Well, no, I mean, look. Well, okay, I, so wait a minute. Medicine is pseudoscience. Well, no, therefore, no. shouldn't I call the witch doctor? Oh. <clears throat> yeah, you know, there was a song back in the 50s by David Seville. Of course, he created the chipmunks called Witch Doctor. Okay, 
So that's our answer there is we need to call the shaman, the witch doctor, and see if they're better than anything else. Then again, you know, I've been to a number of doctors over the years, and medical science more or less works for most people. There are always exceptions. So I don't know if we call it pseudoscience unless you really have a bad average. Before we discuss that, though, we must do our break. We have no choice but to listen. Ben, Gene, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Randall, you were about to say something before we had to break, and not for a news block. Well, thanks a lot for that, Ben. By the way, yes, we did break for a news block. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That listener, therefore, will say we're lying. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> well, we, we don't want that to happen because they would be able to prove that one, I'm sure. But thanks a lot for that, Benjamin. And, and this is one of the things I really like about your approach is that you are consistently fair minded. And when you see a situation that is laid out in a way that makes sense to you, you acknowledge that. Instead of taking this side that, well, I'm on the side of the skeptic, and therefore I kind of have to toe the party line, 
regardless of what your peers ha- might have to say. And I'm really impressed with that, actually. I, th- I think that's a very honorable characteristic of someone who really wants to get to the truth about what's going on. Well, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I my position is that you have to take each case on its own merits. And I try, you know, just in the same way that I'm not, and I try, I try hard not to be inherently dismissive of anyone's claims, right? So uh, I mentioned before uh, the, the woman that contacted me believing she was cursed. You know, I, I don't think she was cursed. Uh, I can't prove that she wasn't. And I'm sure that she thought she was. And so my personal belief on it isn't really relevant here. I, I can try and bring my expertise, my background in psychology, folklore, and sort of steer her towards sort of uh, healing and a more critical thinking mindset that might help her to escape from it. But I'm not in a position to flat out tell her that this isn't true. And, and even, if I, even if I could, as I mentioned before, it wouldn't help her out. Something else that uh, I was looking at in that list there, and you, this, the health and medicine section is, it looks like one of the largest sections. This is kind of an interesting one, left brain or right brain. You know, I think if I've got this right, if my left brain is kicking in the way it's supposed to, that's supposed to be the analytical side and the right brain is the creative side. And have I got that right? Or is it all just something nonsense? like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happens therefore when they disagree with each other, then your brain blows up. Did you guys see the documentary scanners? I think that actually happened at one point where, um, where the, the person's head explodes I think it was a Cronenberg film, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that's in, that's in, that's a classic. That one. Yeah, yeah. It's a great documentary, and it's about people whose heads explode because uh, the the brain wiring isn't right. It's um. Well, I always thought that when a brain explodes, it's just a figure of speech to say, you know what, this is so incredibly nonsensical that there's no way to even consider it seriously. Is beyond comprehension. Just like, of course, sometimes the paranormal is beyond comprehension, but more or less sometimes the logic that people give for things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, certainly that's a case of, of uh, the left brain, right brain thing. Um, it, it's a very common sort of pop culture um Belief, and it, it's one of many. Um, the there there are many examples. Um, there's uh, uh, one of my one of my favorite ones that I've written about uh, several occasions on several occasions is the idea that we only use ten percent of our brains, which I'm sure you all have come across. Actually, Ben, it's not ten percent; it's two percent. <laughs> Please get this correct. We only use two percent of our brains, and that's only on a good day. Well, for some people, that may be true. Um, the rest of us, however, use all of our brains at one point or another. So it's true that at any given time, you're not using your entire brain in the same way, for example, that at any given time, you're not using most of your muscles, right? If you're walking, you're not necessarily clenching your jaw. You're not necessarily uh, doing other things. So, yeah, however, but what if you're walking and clenching your jaw at the same time? Well, the... Well, then, then there may be other muscles that you're not using uh, that that are probably best left unsaid. Um, but certainly, that's in the case of the temperature of the brain myth is that is that uh, again this idea that uh, somehow uh, psychic powers um, could be true, or that people who are psychic 
um, uh, our psyche because they're they somehow harnessed the remaining ninety eight percent or ninety percent or seventy percent of whatever it is of the brain that most of us just haven't trained ourselves to use. And of course, that's that's total garbage. Um, we use we use virtually all parts of our brain at some point throughout the day. We we don't use the same parts of our brain that we do if we're solving a math puzzle, for example, that we do when we're driving or eating or watching TV. And what part of our brain do we use if we're assaulting a physical person as opposed <laughs> to assaulting anything else? Uh, I it, it probably the I'm trying to think of uh, going back to my undergrad psychology. Probably the depends. reptile brain. <laughs> the reptile brain. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, I mean, this is really actually, you know, I know we're joking around a lot here and, and it's good to have a little bit of humor in the, in the discussion. But I mean, there's a lot of people that really believe this stuff and they make decisions uh, about their life based on it. I mean, not that long ago in the previous segment, we were talking about uh, people getting into relationships based on it. These are people that they might be spending their entire lives with mm-hmm. based on some sort of uh, data that is completely spurious. Okay, so hold that thought for just a couple of moments. Let's just sit back and let me get on with something that some of you have heard already, but maybe you might be interested in. Let me explain something to you folks. All right, just so we get things straight. In 1976, early 1976, this is between marriage number one and marriage number two. I joined a dating service and the names of the prospective companions were written out, handwriting. The person ran this dating service. I called the last person. I called all of them, you know. I mean, I wasn't going to be that crazy. I called, wanted to consider who they were, whether any would present a possibility. Stick with me, folks. Okay. The very last person, the very last person I called, woman from Brooklyn, New York, near Coney Island, and we talked for about 20 minutes and we described ourselves and she said, you know, maybe you're a little too tall for me. You know, I'm six one and she's, you know, just hitting five feet. I think she added a couple of inches. And I said, no, no, my mom was short too. And we got along, I guess. And the height doesn't matter. It's a lot of other considerations. I went through the whole thing. We talked, went back and forth. And that was 44 years ago. And as we do this show we've been married 44 years huh so you see i don't know what criterion the guy who ran this dating service did to pick these people obviously out of what 20 people on the list he got the right person which in itself was a pretty good achievement the other thing is here now even stranger now this is the psychic part okay Got to have something psychic. This is a paranormal radio show. Okay. Within weeks after that connection, it went out of business. Hmm. But how is that paranormal, Gene? Well, maybe it was only formed to get us together, and that was it. Oh, I see. Well, uh, I guess that's one interpretation. Uh, seems to me there's, I mean, there could be others, like, which is, of course, that, a, a you know, he was business. in over his head and he lucked out with a couple of people, but the business wasn't so good. I don't know. I'm just making it up. 
<laughs> well, look, here, here's what I would say. And, and I actually kind of like that story because here's the thing, right? Is that, uh, is that it, it's certainly true that apparently, I mean, it was a good match. Um, and look at you. You're, you're, you're still uh, tall and handsome and you've got the voice for radio. And also, yes, indeed. Uh, but, but here's the thing, right? Is that we don't know how, how many other women you might have, you might have matched up with that you might have been just as happy with and just as compatible with. Well, you know, there's a lot of factors that kind of worked in our favor that he would have had to have known. That certainly helped. But as you say, it could have been 10 other dating services. And I wasn't the kind of person who went to bars and tried to hang out with somebody because I don't really drink. I don't know why we're doing this, but we're not injecting Clorox into our veins, I don't think. More to come with Gene, Ben, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The stress levels of Americans may be at an all-time high. From education to business to basic needs to politics, the 2020 pandemic-related stressors are pushing many of us to near breaking point. That's why you should consider the stress and pain-relieving products from sunny-bay.com. Like our lavender neck wraps and pads infused with premium Washington lavender buds. They relieve tension and relax with a soothing scent of lavender. And lifestyle expert Jennifer Bonner recommends products from Sunny Bay. Sunny Bay's hands-free neck wrap should be your go-to pain relief solution. Give gifts to family and friends that relieve stress and pain. Give love and care by giving the best. Give pillows, neck wraps, and body wraps from sunny-bay.com, a Biomed DB design company. Just click sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. It's not over. Sadly, our nation is going through tough times again, with no end in sight. And nobody knows what might happen next year. That's why it's a good idea to plan ahead, so you aren't caught off guard. Nothing's more important than having enough food to eat, and we're here to help. 
We're My Patriot Supply, America's leading emergency preparedness company. We provide long-term emergency food that lasts up to 25 years in storage. When grocery stores run empty or disasters strike, our foods will be there when you need it most. Act now and secure at least a four-week emergency food kit full of tasty meals that provide 2,000 calories a day. We have dozens of emergency food storage kits to choose from. When the government tells you not to go out, you can have the peace of mind that comes from being prepared. When you order from MyPatriotSupply.com, your food will arrive discreetly at your doorstep in no time. Prepare today. Time is short. MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say this. I am not aware that GCN runs commercials for a special type of Clorox that you inject into your veins. I hope not. Let's hope not. And I hope Alex Jones doesn't advertise them in any of his supplements either, <laughs> which I don't think he does. And I maybe shouldn't have said that because it implies that it might be possible. <laughs> we don't want to get into talking about other acts on the network, okay? All right. Because it does, okay. it's totally unproductive. Some people will like them. Some people will not like them. And some people hate us and think that we run news blocks when we don't. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a little bit of a plug for his nutritional supplements there, actually. I think I heard he was making more off those than anything else last time. But anyhow, aside from that, well, I mean, there is actually another thing to talk about. What, what do you think of the whole nutritional supplement thing, Benjamin? I think that nutritional supplements, uh, and I, this isn't just my opinion. I mean, I've, I've done a fair amount of research on it, and I, ha- I have uh, friends who are doctors and nutritionists as well, and so that's informed by their, their opinion of it, is that for the most part, nutritional supplements are unnecessary. They're not going to hurt you. They're, it's not a problem, but for the most part, you, you don't need them. So there are some people who have very, very poor diets or for whatever reason that they may have uh, diseases or imbalances that prevent them from adequately digesting and extracting nutrients. But for most people, they don't need nutritional supplements. Uh, they get, if you have a reasonably well-balanced diet, again, not talking the, the super carefully balanced paleo diet of routes, but just an ordinary diet, um, you're getting pretty much all, all the vitamins and minerals that you need uh, and in some cases, for example, you can your, your skin makes, uh, I think it's vitamin D, just from sunlight and things like that. So I think in, in many ways, the, the nutritional supplement uh, industry is a bit of a racket. It's not fraudulent in that they're selling things that, that will harm you, although in some cases, you, there are supplements that are unlabeled, and that is a problem. But assuming you're just talking about recognized uh, mainstream centrum uh, daily pills uh, of vitamins, they're not going to harm you, but you, you, you probably don't need them. Okay, let me hit you with one thing here. 
Okay, and this is not fake. Okay. Okay. As you know, as those of us get older, we may have to take visits to the water closet a little more often than those of you who are young whippersnappers. Now, I asked my doctor, what do you recommend to help? And he said, you know what? Take this medicine. And it made me gain weight. I know it had all sorts of weird side effects. And I said, no, this is no good. So I went for the folk remedy, saw palmetto, which allegedly in clinical trials, allegedly, according to Wikipedia, does not work. Okay. And guess what? Yes, it does. Because I find, for example, that I don't have to visit the water closet, as they say, at night quite as often taking a couple of those pills each day. I don't think, now I don't think I'm imagining this, but it's true. It works. Now, that tells me that if it works for me, and I'm not easily convinced of anything, that it works for other people too, and maybe it should be tested, because there is some level of efficacy about it. Uh, Are you sure it hasn't been tested? Well, I don't know. According to this... It is. It's actually contradictory. Okay. Well, well, we'll keep. Okay, there's a couple of things here. Keep in mind that unproven doesn't mean disproven. So no, actually, according to this, I found one that maybe it does work. A 2016 review of clinical studies with a standardized extract of saw palmetto found that the extract was safe and may be effective. So the science backs up what you're saying. So in this case, the science backed it up. It may be effective. In my case, it was effective. Does not have any side effects that I'm aware of. So here's the thing, too. Taking something which is a natural kind of herbal ingredient. You may take the medicine, which may be more effective. But then you listen as the people are smiling. I can go to the bathroom less frequently. And then they read off 2,000 side effects. At the end of the day, things will fall off. Well, keep, keep in mind that, that all drugs have side effects. Water can kill you if you drink too much of it. Right. So, the, the, so there's, there's, there's this, sometimes there's this notion that if something is natural, uh, and even what that is is, is is kind of sketchy, right? Because natural things can kill you. Snake venom is natural. Uh, it's natural for diabetics who don't get insulin to die. So just because something is natural doesn't mean it's good for you. And the corollary to that is that just because something is manufactured uh, in a lab or extracted, in, in some cases made more, more safe and more effective, doesn't mean it's, it's bad for you. And so anything that you take into your body uh, can have side effects. Actually, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and there was a point here, too, that I wanted to make, and I think that, Benjamin, you would have something to say about this as well, is that when we're talking about nutritional supplements and things like saw palmetto or other herbs, there's a pretty good chance, although the the quality control and standardization, there has been some issues there. I know about that. But you can be pretty much assured, if it's a reliable label, that you're getting what it says. In other words, if there's a 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C there, There probably is, which is completely different than what you're talking about in chapter six of your book, Big If True, Adventures in Oddity, 100C Grain of Truth to Homeopathy. (laughs) Because I think there's a really big difference there between nutritional supplements and homeopathy, right? 
There is an enormous difference. It is the difference between night and day, actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll quickly touch on homeopathy. It's a fascinating topic. We could honestly talk about it for, for an hour. It's, there's lots of intricacies. But at its core, homeopathy is the idea, uh, and it, it's, it goes back to a, a man named Samuel Hahnemann, uh, who some hundred and some years ago uh, came up with this idea that like cures like. And so he would sort of say, okay, well, if you have some sort of pain, then you could take something that is is like that in some sort of way. And furthermore, he had this idea of dilutions. And so uh, contrary to medical science, his position was that um, that the more you dilute something, the, the stronger it is, the more powerful it is. Now, in medicine, the opposite is true. Right. If you if you have a, a ibuprofen or some medicine, and you know, say it's uh, at at uh, two hundred grains or, or two hundred milligrams, two hundred milligrams is stronger by definition than two milligrams. But in the world of homeopathy, the opposite is the case, where the more diluted something is, the stronger it is. And so, because of that, uh, many homeopathic medications are prepared using uh, the principles of succussion. And this is where you dilute something more and more. So, for example, homeopathy uh, practitioners will have um, eye drops. And they'll take an eye drop out of dozens or hundreds of different things, and they'll they'll put, put a drop of it in water. Could be some extract of some herb, something what what have you. And they will drop it in some water, and they'll shake the water, and then they would add more water to that, and add more water to that, and and so on and so on. In some cases, exponentially. And the idea is that the idea is that we're going to break and then continue with this explanation. Hmm. Gene Randall, hmm. Ben, you're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll-free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. The FBI and ATF are searching properties in suburban Nashville connected to a person of interest in their investigation into Friday's explosion in downtown Nashville. Authorities are searching the properties in Antioch, Tennessee, connected with that person of interest, but agents say they're not prepared to name a suspect yet. Investigators are digging into questions of a motive for the blast, trying to figure out why someone would blow up an RV after warning people to stay back, as well as why they chose the location of downtown Nashville to explode a bomb. 
U.S. Attorney Don Cochran says investigators are working to gather as much evidence at the blast site as they can. A giant jigsaw puzzle created by a bomb that throws pieces of evidence across multiple city blocks. And they've got to gather it, they've got to catalog it, they've got to put it back together and try to find out what the picture of that puzzle looks like. This is USA Radio News. A British double agent whose life story was told in books, movies, and a play has died. USA Radio News' Mike Fortier has the story. Russian officials announcing today that former British spy George Blake has died at the age of 98. Blake spied for the Soviets while working in Great Britain's SIS, the Secret Intelligence Service. His life changed forever in 1950 when he was kidnapped by North Korea. He explained in a documentary why he decided to work for the Soviets. Then I saw these enormous American flying fortresses flying low over what seemed to be defenseless Korean villages, I felt a, a, a feeling of shame. I felt very acutely that I was on the wrong side and that I should do something about it. Blake admitted to being a double agent when he was arrested by the British in 1961. He served five years in prison before escaping to East Berlin. For USA Radio News, I'm Mike Fortier. This is USA Radio News. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have Ben Radford trying to explain an elaborate method of diluting something that doesn't dilute it. I am confused. It is confusing. Um, homeopathy is very confusing, mostly because it doesn't make sense, like literally doesn't make medical scientific uh, sense. This hasn't stopped, however, <laughs> an entire industry of homeopaths from selling their wares uh, to the public who, who you know, are trying to cure this or that. I, again, in, the basic principle is that is that the more you dilute a, a given ingredient or drop of water in, or whatever else, the, the more powerful it is. And as I mentioned, that's not physically and biologically and chemically, that's the opposite of the truth. And so oftentimes they'll, they'll, they'll dilute, uh, they'll have, for example, on a homeopathic label, you'll see the, the label X or C, capital. And so X is a tenfold dilution, C is a hundredfold dilution, and so on. And oftentimes there's literally no active ingredient in the medication. So you're literally buying water, just water. 
or some kind of filler if it's in a pill form or, you know, right. like, like, yeah. So, I mean, exactly. now what's really interesting about this, and, and I'm not sure, obviously not having done these tests or studies myself, but they'll, they've countered that with what they say are studies with their product, regardless of the fact that scientifically it shouldn't work, that seem to show that it does. Right. So it kind of makes me wonder, like, you know, are they just faking that or are they using they say they it, it's been backed up and it's been verified and peer reviewed and so on. How, how do you deal with that? Well, there's a couple of things. One is that the problem that you come up with in in many types of alternative medicine, including homeopathy, is that oftentimes a treatment will will seem to work when it actually doesn't. And of course, I'm referring in part to the placebo effect. And there's not just one placebo effect, there's actually several, but in, in its basic form, of course, it's the idea that the simply having a treatment of, of whatever kind can, in some cases, uh, relieve pain. And this is this is well established in the medical literature. This has been known for, for many, many years, and there's lots of research on it. And so, for example, if you tell somebody that you give them you're giving them they have a they have a headache, you give them a pain reliever, uh, in many cases the their headache will go away. And it's not because the the pill you gave them actually contains a pain reliever, uh, ibuprofen, aspirin, overall. It's because their belief in it, their their psychological belief in it, is, How, is making this, it better. this is really interesting because you know we hear people in and and now we're getting it onto the fringe that are saying consciousness studies, which gets into philosophy and there's that clash between science and philosophy. They're kind of they should work together, but when you get into these kinds of subjects, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, belief is the enemy on one side, but on the other side, it seems to work. So how do we explain that? How do we reconcile the two? Sure. Well, no, they're, they're, I mean, it's a fair question, and there's, there's, a, there's a couple of simple answers. One of them is that there's not necessarily a contradiction there. Um, just because you can believe that you no longer have a headache because you, you believe you took an active ingredient doesn't somehow contravene <laughs> the laws of physics. Um, and we know this, like, for example, uh, there's a very limited number of symptoms that the placebo effect will be active on. Right. And so, for example, uh, if you cut your finger and you believe that it's going to heal in front of you, it won't. I promise you it won't. Right. So 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 there are lots of things you, you can't you can't believe yourself out of a cancer diagnosis. You can't, you can't actually be cured of, of many me- medical maladies. So the sorts of symptoms that that the placebo effect is is active on there, they tend to be very limited. Uh, they're very subjective uh, pain relief, warm feeling, uh, for example, you know, putting something warm on the back compresses uh, mood is very subjective and things like that. So it's, this, is, this is another really interesting point, too, because, you know, you, you'll get into debates with the skeptics sometimes and, and they'll go, well, anecdotal evidence just doesn't count. And this is another one of the areas where I went into medicine and found out that actually, just like you're saying, in medicine, anecdotal evidence is used as evidence. They will give a person a specific kind of a medication. Uh, often, like you say, well, there'll be a placebo and there won't, and then there will be the real medicine. And then we'll, they'll ask the control group, how does it make you feel? And it's a completely subjective 
thing that they're doing there. Just just because you know what I'm saying, that is anecdotal evidence for sure. Right, but but, but I mean I understand what you're saying, but the the context in which the evidence, the anecdotes are being used is to establish the uh, the active ingredient. I mean that so that that's being accounted for in the process. So for example, let's take for example uh, COVID vaccinations um, or any vaccinations, right? And so you give a certain number of people the vaccination, you establish a control group and an active group. So there are people that are that are getting dummy vaccinations and there are people getting actual vaccinations. Okay, now this is a perfect example of where the the placebo effect fails, right? If you Simply believing that you got the COVID vaccination will not protect you from getting COVID. Oh, right. Yeah. That's a completely different type of example than what I was going. One of them is is different kinds of painkillers, for example, Mm -hmm. which is that's that's not quite as easy to establish a direct causal link as a immune response to some sort of a vaccine right so right well no I, oh, sure we, we, we can take that example as well right so you have let, let's say you're you're a pharmaceutical company that is that is trying to establish the efficacy of a pain reliever because we know that the placebo effects um, are one of the main examples is pain relief so uh, this is why you're looking at statistical significance right and so when they they'll they'll give the the pill uh, this this experimental pill for example in pain relief to you know, X number of people, 2,000 people, 20,000 people, whatever it is. And they know, based on, on the placebo effect, that just by random chance, some of them will feel better anyway, right? So whether, whether you had given them a pain reliever or not, they would have felt better just by normal chance. And so those ones that you're talking about are accounted for in the statistical significance. And so for a pain reliever or other drug to be approved, it has to go through different trials, depending on what it is, phase two, three trial, whatever. And in order for it to prove that it works, it has to work not only beyond random chance, but beyond the placebo effect. Right. And, and, in, and in all these cases, they're just saying, well, because the person says they feel better, this is a completely subjective experience that they're having. They count that as evidence used in the sample. So my, my, um, this is, so my argument is that, okay, well, so the Battelle Memorial Institute did a statistical study on UFO reports from witnesses who saw things, which is a subjective experience It took all of the data that they could crunched it all down. And, and, uh, depending on how you look at that, well, they're saying, yeah, no, there really is something going on there. You know, well, I mean, well, but 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 seeing something is 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 also an objective experience. I mean, if you if you see something, I mean, I can demonstrate. If you if you take a group of twenty people um, and you flash a light in front of them, or you 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 show them some object, um, that's not subjective. That, oh, hey, you're you're preaching to the choir here. I mean, one of the th- that's definitely one of the comebacks. I would say is like, uh, no, we understand optics pretty well. Chances are, if somebody saw something, it really was there. There are exceptions, but I would sure. say the vast majority of the time, if somebody experiences a, a visual perception, it's because some photons hit the retina and uh, transmitted it electrically to and chemically to their brain and so on. 
Yeah, I, I would generally agree with that, with the caveat, of course, that there are, that, that there are many optical illusions, there are hallucinations, there are people that hear things that aren't there. So you, know, you have to rule those out as well. Let us not rule these out. One more <laughs> segment to spend with Ben Radford. I'm going to ask him a few questions there, too. And Gina Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware. Not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients. American made with American ingredients employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value, free, by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours, free, 2020safe.net. Are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices? Take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies. As a certified holistic health coach, I will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL90. 
That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL90. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Briefly, Ben Radford, we're in the final segment of the show, and I'm really, really happy you came on under short notice because this book sounds like fun. We're having fun with a lot of it here. Power of positive thinking. Now, one of the claims here when you're recovering from some kind of illness or something. If you believe, if you honestly believe you're going to get better, it makes the recovery process work better because your immune systems become more functional or more powerful. What about that? I, I think there's there's some truth to that. There isn't really good evidence, and I'm not trying to change the subject, but you'll see the connection here in a second. There's no real good evidence, for example, that people can will themselves to live longer. In fact, that's one of the topics in my book. I, I go into different studies of whether, for example, people uh, can will themselves into living until Christmas, for example, or li- will themselves into living for, for some future event that you would expect. Otherwise, statistically, they would have died before. It's a sort of a pop culture idea or meme that people can sort of, you know, well, the, you know, he, he died because he, you know, he he was tired of living. Well, you don't die from being tired of living or I would have been dead a long time ago. Um, a corollary, but, my know, friend, it, Ben Radford, corollary, my father, Charles Steinberg, day before my birthday, he calls me on the phone and we have a conversation now. One thing about my father is when we talk on the phone, would be a two-minute call. This time, he spent extra time to determine whether things were okay with me. And I said, yeah, we're, we're doing very well. We had a young son. My wife and I were getting along. Fine. Day before my birthday. The next afternoon, I get a call from my nephew that my father had died. Now, he had not been sick. I mean, he had had... I think at one time, a very mild heart attack, and he had weight and blood pressure issues. But he was playing cards with his friends at a senior center, just shy of 79 years of age. He gets up, he keels over, and he's gone, quickly. Now, the connection here, number one, is the conversation before, unlike other phone conversations I've had with him. And then the next day, on my birthday that afternoon, he dies. Now, whatever you believe about this, I have to say that something inside him knew that he was about to go. It's certainly plausible that, you know, given his age and health status, that he knew that he might not be you know, around for, for another birthday. I don't doubt that at all. I don't, I don't see anything inherently mysterious about that. 
you know, certainly for, for your birthday, I mean, you, you, you I mean, you it's not it. like a birthday present that you right. want to learn that your father had died. You know, if it's well, going to happen, well, why would it happen right. then? And, yeah. And in, in fact, I mean, not not to be coarse about it, but, you know, frankly, probably if he had been able to not die that close to your birthday, he probably would have wanted to. Right. I'm sure that if he had not died that close to my birthday, he would have hung on for a while. I mean, I saw nothing in the way he behaved or acted to indicate any illness. Nobody in the family, my brother, my older brother, or his wife, my stepmother, were in any position to convey to me anything unusual. It was just his time. Right. Again, if one is going to die, it might as well be quick. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's it's a sweet story, actually. I mean, I, um, you know, that's how I would hope that I would get that. You know, if it was some beloved friend of mine, uh, I would hope that I would get a, an extra special, extra lengthy discussion uh, right before they passed. Well, on the other hand, another weird one, my late brother-in-law, Stephen, who was suffering from pancreatic cancer, didn't have enough time left five minutes after my birthday. In other words, September 10th is when he died. We weren't that super close, but that was strange. Hmm. Yeah, we hear a lot of stuff about... There we go with the anecdotes again. I guess while we're on this this subject, what about NDEs, near-death experiences? Have, have you looked into those much? I have. Um, in fact, a friend of mine, Sue Blackmore, is was one of the sort of pioneers of uh, NDE uh, experience. She's a researcher in the UK. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the NDEs uh, that are described uh, tend to be fairly uh, consistent, and this is this is one of the reasons. And this, that's another topic I, I discuss uh, somewhat in the book. And uh, there's a there's a thing called the Grayson scale, which is sort of a scale of, of near death experiences. Um, you mean you named the scale after my son? Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of creepy. Uh, no, but I mean one of the reasons that's often touted uh, as, as as establishing the truth behind near death experiences is the uh, the fact that. They tend to be fairly consistent across cultures. Uh, there are exceptions. They're, they're actually not as consistent as often assumed, but they are generally consistent. Um, and this is, the, again, as I mentioned, this has been touted as a reason why they must be some some genuine thing. Because, of course, you know, when people are dying, that they're going to whatever heaven they believe in and so on. The other explanation, the, the Occam's razor explanation, if you will, is a more biological one. And that is that the human brain, when it's shutting down, when it's being deprived of oxygen, when it's literally dying, will likely have similar similar processes and the person that's dying will have similar experiences just because we're all equipped with the same cortex and frontal, I mean, all the same different parts of the brain, regardless of what, you know, what language you speak, what culture you are, and so on. And so uh, Sue Blackmore believes, and I think she's at, I think she's right, that you can explain a lot of the the otherwise inexplicable commonalities simply by looking at the, the brain processes of, of dying and the going towards a Light and the feeling of, of peace and things like that. Has she ever attempted to look into the correlations between near-death experiences and UFO abductions? 
I don't know this, that Blackmore has specifically looked into that. I'd have to go back and look at her book again. Um, but it's, There are it's, correlations. We had one of our friends in the paranormal field, a guy named Miguel, who goes by the online pseudonym Red Pill Chunky, did an article for the Paracast newsletter citing chapter and verse as to why this must be so. But as I said, maybe something we can talk about in the future. In the meantime... We have about a minute left. Tell our listeners about the book and where they can find more about you. Sure. Thank you. Uh, and let me just say thanks for inviting me on. I would love to talk to you guys, uh, even if it's last minute. You guys are always lots of fun to talk to. I always really enjoy our conversations because you guys are, are knowledgeable. I, I get asked to be interviewed by lots of people. And the, the most fun and interesting times are when I'm dealing with people like you who actually have some background in it. Yes, my new book is titled Big If True Adventures in Oddity, um, and you can find it on Amazon.com, or I always encourage people to look at your local bookstore. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. I am one of the co-hosts of a podcast called Squaring the Strange, uh, which comes out every two weeks, and you can check that out as well. Thank you, Ben. You can find us on Twitter if you look for The Paracast. You can look for The Paracast on Facebook. You'll come up with two answers. Choose the one you want. And maybe we'll figure out how that works. You see, make a choice and choose wisely. Door number one, door number two, Earth one, Earth two, not quite that. We have branded merchandise at theparacast.shop. That's theparacast.shop. Four different logos. Randall will design a couple of them so that you know they're great. And you can pick the T-shirts and the throw pillows and all the good stuff. Theparacast.shop, theparacast.shop. Don't forget the special sale we're running for the Paracast Plus at theparacast.plus. We offer this show free of the network ads, free of the news blocks, everything, plus enhanced audio. The After the Paracast podcast, where you never know what's going to happen next. Quite often it's a continuation of a discussion with a guest. Uncensored, price of 40% down, reduced by 40%. And those who subscribe for five years or a lifetime subscription to the Paracast Plus, we're giving away while they last a coupon code for a free copy. Download of The Phenomenon, the movie from James Fox, the UFO documentary, and three hours of extra stuff. All that. Learn more at theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Ben Radford, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks for having me on. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.